such important topics we're talking about at the moment, Rob. And what came into my mind was the feeling of disappointment and how it seems to me like a lot of what drives parent behavior often is disappointment. You know, maybe a disappointment that your kid isn't in the first team or in the A team. Um, and so then you you push to try and get your kid into the A team or disappointment that they're not achieving what they what you hope for them academically and so then you do a whole lot more and push a whole lot more and get extra lessons and or whatever it is and so um or, or maybe it's friends not having the friends that you'd hope that they would have or have the social interactions or don't have friends and so then you try and create the environments to 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 make friends and 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 what was at the top of my mind about that and i'm interested to hear what you think is some of that might be good but a lot of it potentially is is actually about pushing your kid towards things that you're interested in or that you think matter rather than first maybe understanding your your, your kid yeah some great points there Stu. Um, please remind me of some of them if i if i leave some out um, you've mentioned a few really really important facets there i mean i think it's true and this is why i started off talking about disappointment and just encouraging all of us watch that experience um, it's it's interwoven into our parenting of our kids because we love them so much because we want so much for them um, you know this feeling of heartache of disappointment of what we hoped for and what maybe you know won't won't transpire and then sometimes just not wanting that disappointment so doing everything we can to avoid it um, partly i think um, if we see that our kids have potential, have ability, then we don't want that disappointment. We don't want them to be disappointed. And we also, we feel like, gee, I know you can be so good. And so then we start to potentially push in too zealous a way, you know, a way that's more around our agenda than our kids would be an example. Um, so, so Rob, on that, how do you know when you're pushing your agenda rather than actually helping your kid like move towards their agenda or their goals i think there are some signs to look out for and the trick is actually noticing them for starters i think if you look at high achieving kids um, you'll usually see that they're the ones initiating um, the activities they're the ones asking us to drive them to the field or you know they're the ones who get up and do, I don't know, you spoke about Caleb writing, you know, he probably just writes because he likes it. And so it's something that's a part of him and he's driving it rather than, you know, we sort of holding out the pen and the paper to the child and saying, don't you think you should do some writing? That would be a sign, you know, who's actually initiating? Um, it can be if our child has some big goal in mind that along the way we are there to help them when they're tired or maybe, you know, they don't really feel like going to practice. And we say, look, you know, you might feel better afterwards. So a push or two along the way, but we've got to be careful if our child is starting to be reluctant. It's like they don't want to do it anymore. And we're still sort of, you know, holding on and trying to make, make the whole project work. Then I think that would be a sign, you know, that we are initiating and pushing something that they don't actually really want anymore so that would be an important one you know who wants it the most a part of that would also be 
that you know if um, we have to say to our kids I reckon let's give ourselves three strikes we can encourage our kids which uh, a lot of parents say to me I don't push my kid I encourage my kid I say okay you got three strikes at it if your kid doesn't bite after three of your best encouraging speeches I'm afraid you've gone into pushing okay <laughs> Now, remember I said in the last episode, there are things we must push. So I can encourage my kid not to swear at his mom. And I might sort of give him maybe two turns. But after that, there's going to be consequences. That I have to push. That's a non-negotiable. But we're talking about achievements, aren't we? We're talking about the child's world, things that he or she is wanting to take on as a kind of a goal. And that's the territory where we get snagged. It's not so much in the values as it is when it comes to, you know, doing well in life. That's where we as parents get caught up. And then the last thing I'll quickly say is we always need to bear in mind our own histories, the things, the pains that we suffered, the things that mattered to us, the things that we wanted, you know, for our kids, because that can also very much drive our agendas. So we work out and say, you know, um, this used to mean a lot to me as a kid or I wish that I'd done better at this I wish I'd had an opportunity to play a musical instrument now I'm giving my child that chance and she won't take it that's a me thing isn't it that's that's my agenda that would be another example well on that I was going to say something else but on that one I think also possibly you invest money in stuff you know equipment or, or whatever the case might be and then it becomes actually now this is going to get used <laughs> because i've spent a whole lot of money on this or a whole lot of i don't know you know extra lessons or whatever the case might be now you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do it and and that's possibly not helpful either it isn't helpful but it's very understandable i find myself thinking about this a lot and a lot of, lot of dads actually say as much to me, you know, remembering that for a lot of dads, they work hard um, to provide for their kids and they want their kids to have the very best opportunities. It comes at a price. And then dads shell out, as you say, they'll buy the stuff or pay for the course. And, the, you know, the blighter doesn't see it through or, or stops halfway and, you know, leaves the musical instrument to gather dust in the corner of the room. And it's infuriating. It's galling. So it's quite a painful thing for us as well as dads. And I find myself sympathetic or compassionate to dads around that money issue. It is about us, um, but at the same time I get why it is that dads and moms get really upset when a lot of money is spent and, um, you know, the child doesn't follow through. So we've got to be thoughtful about that. We can't say to the child, well, you, you, you will be, you know, a Philharmonic, uh, you know, a member of the, the local Philharmonic Orchestra. No, we can't say that, but we can maybe say something like, you're going to play it until the end of the term or whatever it might be. Yeah, so that, that's what, what I was also thinking. I suppose you spoke about the understructure and the values. And so um, possibly it's okay to say, hey, are you going to stick this out now? because you asked for it and you wanted it and you're going to stick it out for a certain amount of time yeah and it's tricky isn't it i mean i I know for instance parents will pay a lot of money certainly in this country for education invariably especially if the child is going going awol and not not pulling through pulling through you know on, on 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 their work or their sports commitments invariably they will be reminded of how much it costs for them to go to the school. The kids tell me about this. 
they feel, I, sp- I spoke in, a, in a, a few episodes ago about the pain of being a disappointment. They feel very mortified by that. They hate the idea that they are, you know, wasting their parents' money. They feel very bad about it. I would say we've got to be careful. There are areas where if we've shelled out a lot of cash, we've got to take it on the chin. You know, we've bought, if you like, our child an opportunity to go to an expensive school. They're a teenager there. We've got to let them let them be a kid. We've got to let them be a teenager. We've got to let them be lazy. We've got to let them bump their heads, not do stuff. It's a big container for them, and they simply aren't going to make the most, if you like, of their opportunities. You've got to watch for that sort of pressure. But at the same time, it, and again, it's always nuanced this, isn't it, Stu? There are those moments where we say to a child, look, you signed up for the course. It has been paid for. You need to finish the year because here's the kind of the underlying structure you refer to, that kind of grit, if you like. And I know for young people, it does a good thing for them if they actually finish something. Even if they don't take it further, they've kind of got that, you know, year under their belts. They've finished those exams. They they performed in the in the concert. Whatever it was that was at the end of the opportunity, you know, they kind of did it. They, they, they pushed through. And that is something that I think we are allowed to be firm and sort of pushy on, if you like, um, for the sake of our kids. So maybe just to finish off, remind me <laughs> and hopefully everyone else, what's the problem with pushing your kid towards things that it's not them? It's you, or it's your disappointment, or it's the culture that you're trying to trying to link up with and be part of. I mean, there are a number of problems. Um, it doesn't work for starters, so that would be probably problem number one: is that it won't work. And in the middle of it not working, you and your child will be significantly at odds. Or here's what scares me more: your child might comply with you because she loves you so. But she will be lost inside, and there's going to be a fallout down the road. So for her, there will be a price to pay. Um, Those would probably be my top three reasons why it doesn't work to, you know, it's not a good thing for us to push our kids towards goals that matter more to us than they do to, to our kids. So just maybe a little story to finish off that a, uh, a headmaster told me was he noted how specifically just with swimming how there were kids that were good swimmers excellent swimmers could have probably swum for south africa but the moment that they finished school and their parents weren't pushing them anymore to track practice every you know every morning and 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 they were being pushed constantly they never. They said they're never going to get back in a swimming pool again in their entire life. Once they saw it and understood, they could choose choose differently. And anyway, this headmaster was just just uh, um, explaining how how detrimental that pushing that was more about the parent pushing was not just to the child but also to the parent child relationship. Yeah, that's right. So it takes us back to that truth that we walk the road with our kids. And along the way, there are these opportunities that arise. You know, it can really kill us inside when our kids have a natural 
talent for something, but they don't like it. That's the problem. They don't want to be a swimmer, even though they're so darn good. Look, that's tough for a parent. Very, very hard to stomach, you know. You could really, you could, if only. But the fact is they don't. And so we walk the road with our kids. And in the process, we stay connected. We keep the bond alive and good and healthy. And we talk with them along the way about the understructure, what's going on inside of them, which takes us towards this teaching toughness that I promised you we would discuss. It reminds me also of the fact that I had always had high hopes for you, Rob. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, obviously. Uh, thank you, Rob. Thanks for sharing all this, this stuff with, with us. And um, I think it's such such important stuff. You welcome you, Menace.